If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. So remember the guy last week that um, sent us the message about uh, his mom? Zach. Yes. So I want to talk. I want to talk about this a little bit because, well, first of all, he's a he's a member of our forum. He's a very nice guy. Um, looks up to us. Uh, you know, he tells us how he follows our advice and stuff. And then he kind of he came in some really bad news. So Zach um, recently found out that his this is this is horrible. Found out that his mom has stage four pancreatic cancer. Oh man! And um, you know she's been given about five months to live. So first off, I just like to put this out there. To the to the pump heads out there, if you could just send, if you're religious, send out some prayers or put out some good energy towards him and his family. You know, hope that you know something happens, a miracle happens, she right. gets better. But his question was, you know, because then he asked us a question about that, and he says, you know, um, how do you handle, you know, all those aspects of life? Like, how do you handle those kinds of challenges? Because that's a major. Yeah, it's heavy. That's it's not li- like a, that's not a normal. That's yeah. a life. It's, it's you know, it's his mom. He's a young kid too. I mean, I don't know how old he is exactly, but if you look at his, his pictures, he looks like he's. You know, probably early twenties at the at the at the oldest. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a tough situation to be in. But um, for me, this uh, this personally uh, kind of hit me in a, a kind of a, a sensitive spot because I recently lost somebody very 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 close to me. It was a family member, and uh, just just out of privacy, I'm not going to say you know how I knew her or who she was, but um, she um, just about two years ago passed away from a a battle with a very, very, very bad cancer as well. So pancreatic cancer at this stage is one of the absolute worst. You know, there's, there's the, the survival rate is like zero. I mean, you're, you're basically, there's nothing they can do. Uh, this person that was very, this family member of mine who I'm very close with, um, she had a, a type of stomach cancer called lenitis plastica, which uh, has also a pretty much a 0% um, survival rate. And, um, it's, you know, it's weird, man, when you're hit with that situation, you know, uh, you know, I remember I came home one night from work and there were like four cars in my driveway and I knew and it was like nine 30 at night. And I knew I'm like, fuck, something is going on. And mm. first thing I thought was something happened to one of my kids or something like, but what, somebody would have called me mm-hmm. unless it's really bad. And they wouldn't want, you know, tell me in person. So I'm freaking out, go in the house, everybody's sitting down at the table. My kids are there. Everybody's there. So I'm like, okay, nobody's, you know, hurt you know, what's going on. And, um, and she told us her diagnosis and, um, you know, I, I I know a lot of, I know a lot of random things and for whatever reason I tend to, cancer was a subject that I got into a years ago. And so I, 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 and I also train a lot of surgeons that work on cancer patients. So I know the bad can the cancer, all the cancers are bad. Nobody wants to get diagnosed with any cancer, but some are very treatable. And then there's some that are not treatable at all. And when she told us the type that she had, nobody else in the family knew like what I knew. I knew right away when she told me, like there's like this is horrible. There's nothing there's not gonna be much anybody could do. But the rest of the family, not knowing, you know, if I told you Lenitis plastica, stomach cancer, you wouldn't really know if that was good or bad. Most people wouldn't. And so everybody's kinda like, okay, well, you know, what are the treatments? How are we gonna work? You know, but I knew in my my mind, like, fuck, this is not it's a horrible situation. It's very interesting. It's um, you're when you're faced with that type of a situation, and you know, Zach, I'll I'll speak to you um, if you're listening. Um, you know, you wanna you wanna reach out and grasp anything that you that could possibly do help, you know, solve this situation. And for for our situation, um, knowing the statistics, knowing that there was no the survival rate was you know almost zero, knowing that 
chemo and radiation wouldn't do anything at all. Um, you you know, you still we still chose to do some of those treatments because you just want to throw everything at it. You just want to do anything you can. In hindsight, looking back, it was probably not a good idea. I, I think it made her quality of life worse as she got, you know, towards the end of her life. And um, you know, everybody handles those situations and stresses differently. For me personally, um, I tend to be a, uh, a, you know, I try to do as much as I possibly can to help. So I went into research mode. I was sleeping like three, four hours a night, you know, reading everything I possibly could on natural cancer because I knew that, you know, there was nothing we could do. So what could I possibly find to help her treat her cancer? And I'm going to tell you something right now. If you're facing this situation and you go on the Internet and you look at things that could help, you know, fight cancer, there's a lot of bullshit out there. People who are going to take advantage of you. There's a lot of stories and anecdotes out there, and uh, it's very difficult to sift through, you know, what might help and what might not help. So you got to kind of set yourself up with a litmus test. And mine was I wanted to see some studies. I want to see some science. And um, one thing that we decided to do is we decided to have her use a very, very highly concentrated marijuana oil. And <clears throat> her, her diagnosis initially was about eight months, and she ended actually made it about a year and a half. And um, and you know I'm, I think that had something to do with it. But I will say this: while she was on chemo, uh, except for the towards the, the very end, she had very little symptoms from the chemo. And I I credit a, a lot of that to the marijuana. And this was a lady, by the way, who was super old school, never did anything except maybe drink some wine. Um, and uh, you know so and she trusted me, and she you know she tried some of this. But it's it's a it's a tough situation. It will um, it will challenge your family. Um, but if you stick together, uh, you'll end up stronger, I think, at the end. So, I don't yeah, know. No, it's, it's uh, God, man, it's, it's heavy, it's hard, and um, I think everybody kind of handles it differently. Um, and shit, I, I, I think that I'm terrible at this stuff. My, uh, those that don't know, my, my father took his life when I was seven. And then, um, <clears throat> I don't know if anybody knows this. I don't know if we talked about this on the show or not. I think we talked about my tattoos before. My shoulder is actually my grandmother, and my grandmother is uh, was the by far the closest person I was to uh, in my family. So I lived with her in my uh, late teens to early twenties when I first moved to the Bay Area, and um, so I, I tattooed her on my shoulder and, and kind of memorialized her. And one of the things that you know when my dad when my dad died when I was seven when he took his life when I was seven that was really tough um, and I was so numb. Was so numb. You were young. Yeah, I was so young. I didn't know how to feel. I didn't know how to act. I didn't know what to think of. I think as an as an older man, and actually, I'm actually at the age that he was when he took his life, which is always very surreal right now. So I'm in the I'm in that time right now in his life. So it's probably more on my mind now than it was even as a young boy. Um, And the things that I just try and think of is, you know, in a situation like that, for him to to take his own life and leave, you know. what decisions do I make in my life that um, could ever, ever even make me think that way, you know, and always keeping a positive attitude about things. So it's kind of how I handle that. Now, my grandmother is a, a much more similar situation as what he's going through right now, although it's not wasn't my mother. My grandmother took care of of me growing up. <clears throat> so because I didn't have a father, um, you know, we were and I've talked a little bit about not having uh, any money growing up. We were very poor. 
and my and my grandmother used to send boxes of clothes and take care of us and you know one of the things that i think i kind of took on when she passed and she passed from the same thing that zach's mom has mm. so I, I watched her deteriorate and it was one of the hardest things i ever went through was watching her deteriorate uh, literally it felt like day by day and when she passed you know, some things that I, I try to encompass in my life daily is what my grandmother represented. My, my, my grandmother was probably one of the hardest working women I've ever met in my life. You know, she she lived for us grandkids. Uh, and a lot of people used to think she was rich because she always bought all of us stuff. She helped me buy my first car. I had always got clothes from her. She always took me, you know, Christmas was always great. Like she literally, you know, made me have as close to a normal childhood as possible for somebody who grew up poor. But yet, uh, I didn't find out until later in life, till I lived with her in my 20s, when I started to help, when she started to get older and I started to take care of her bills and kind of, and I realized like, holy shit, like my grandmother really makes like 20 something dollars an hour. And then when she works overtime, you know, and she's in her 60s, mid 60s, arthritis, two knee surgeries on both sides, working, you know, 12, 14 hour days, you know, to pay for her, you know, little two bedroom condo that she had bought 15, 20 years before that. And all of her money literally went to all of us kids, you know, and her whole life was like that. And so I think a lot of uh, my selflessness comes from that. So uh, those that really are close to me know that, know that I'm a very giving person. And I think a lot of that comes from her. It's how she showed her love to me. I'm not very good at expressing it. So, you know, I wasn't the guy who said, you know, I love you a lot and the hugs and the kisses. And I'm still not that guy. It's something that I always have to work on. But something I most certainly am is that's how I show my my love in general is through generosity and, and giving to others. And I think one of the best things that we can do, you know, in a situation like that is is to encompass, you know, obviously you love your mother. Obviously, I love my grandmother. You know, what is it about those people in our lives? What do they represent? You know, what do they represent to us and, and, and their strengths and attributes? And, and what, what does it mean to us? And to try and encompass that. And I think there's there that's the best way I feel like I could live on for my grandmother is to carry on what you know, her work ethic, her selfless her selflessness. I always keep that in mind. That was part of me tattooing it on my shoulder and I'm always will remember that. And so, you know, when thinking about your mother, you know, you think of the things that what she's provided for you and what she's given to you in this life. And what I'm sure if you were to ask her, you know, what would you want me to do in this situation, mom? I, th I think most certainly she would say to live on these these values that I've I've tried to teach you my entire life. Yeah, one thing I did, you know, during that whole period was because uh, you know when you watch someone with with this type of disease, um, you know, it, it you it's it, towards the end it gets it can, it can, and I don't want to say it does because there are times when you have spontaneous remissions, there are times when people get better. But you, but if they don't, you do see this kind of decline on a daily basis, just like Adam was saying. And one thing I kept telling, you know, myself and my other family members was, she's here now. Yeah. Enjoy your time right, like right yeah, now. She's in the here moment, now. Like right? stop thinking about yeah. what is going to happen or what can potentially happen. She's here now. We're all here together. Uh, you know, uh, let's let's make the most of this now. She's yeah. here now. I'm going to enjoy this now. And so, you know, I think it, I don't remember how many months before. It got really bad. We went to Disneyland together. We took her to Disneyland, mm -hmm. and um, you know, just just being present. Be present, yeah. man. Yeah, and I, yeah, I wish I had like a real relatable story to throw out there. You know, like what you're going through, and I obviously, I, I, I really have no idea, like how hard this must be for you. So, um, you know, this kind of stuff is really hard for me to talk about anyway because it's like I overly empathize with people, and. Uh, it's it's just one of those things that I get like 
I don't know. I get, I get really like depressed and I take that on, you know, from other people if I see them, you know, going through stuff like this. So, um, really I don't, I, I don't have any advice other than to just, you know, just be there with your mom and, and experience things, uh, you know, right now, like do things with her that you guys enjoy together and make, make new memories and, uh, you know, and just kind of carry on her legacy, how, uh, everything she means to you, just, you know, yeah, ma- be, be, make new things together. Well, I was just going to say, be totally open. Say yeah. everything you want to say. Right. And here's the other thing that um, because I'm in the fitness industry, because I understood um, keeping the body healthy and the mind healthy, I did not uh, stop exercising and I did not stop eating healthy. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there's people out there going, oh, I could never work out or do that kind of stuff when... I have someone so close to me who's sick, but I'll tell you something. They, they definitely were shitty workouts and it definitely was, it, the goal was different. I wasn't in the gym getting stronger. I wasn't in the gym trying to get, you know, look a certain way. I knew I had to take care of myself because of the, the stress that we were going through and the situation we were going through. And I also encouraged everybody around us who was going through this with this person to do the same, same thing mm-hmm. because you, you, you got to take care of yourself um, when you're in this situation uh, because they, you know, they might, they're going to need you. Right. And if you, look, I, I, I can't remember where I read this, but I've read it several times. One of the most stressful situations uh, or jobs or, or positions you can ever have in your entire life is to be someone else's caretaker. It takes an incredible toll on your health to care for someone who's ill. Because you embody what they have, you know, in a sense, because you take on their their stuff, you know. You take it on, you lose who you are, and you just put everything in the back burner mm-hmm. because you you you're, you're you know you're being a mar- you're sacrificing yourself. Which you have to know that mom doesn't want that, right? Your mom right. does not want you to to go down right. with her or feel that way. You know, she's she's she wants you to have a good life, right? If it's at your mom, my grandma, I know that. I knew that about my grandmother too, you know? So I think the best advice is like you guys are saying is, is be in the moment, you know, be in the moment and, and oh, be happy you do have some time. I mean, uh, you, mm. you told the story about coming home and seeing the table. I came home to the same thing when my father took his life. No, I got picked up by my uncle. I never see it, but all kinds of family in the house. I'm like, what's going on? Like, I have no idea what's going on to get that news. And it's like something so abrupt that sucks. There were so many things I would love to say to my father again, or some things I would have loved to have done. That's like, a great point. That's know. a great point because I remember thinking that. I remember thinking, you know, people would, you know, people would say, "God, it would have been so much easier if if it would have had been just instant car accident or something." And I thought to myself, said, "No," because yes, there was suffering involved, but we had the opportunity to know what was coming, and we had the opportunity to say what we wanted to say, mm-hmm. you know, with that person. So, Zach, you have your mom here now. You can say all these things that you want to say. You know, and look, at the end of the day, you know, I hate to sound esoteric and make this a, a freaking, you know, thing about life in general, but uh, I, I, I hate to break it to you, man. All of us, we're all ending, we're all going the same place. Mm-hmm. We're all ending up in the same place. And so, so a situation like this really puts things in perspective and you really realize, eh, you know, life is, and I got to stop sweating the short, bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, like I'm not going to sweat stupid things. Like, short. It's much shorter than we yeah. think. Come on, dude. There was a, uh, there was a video I saw years ago. Super powerful. There was this uh, professor who, uh, he was speaking to a whole room of, I think it was a Ted talk. I can't remember speaking to a whole huge room of students. And he tells, he does this exercise with them. And he says, okay, everybody close your eyes. He goes, okay, now I want you to imagine that you're going to die. And he says, now what are you going to do with your life? 
what are the things you're going to cut out of your life? What are the things you're going to focus on? Who are the things, who are the people you're going to tell you love? And, and then he says, now open your eyes. He goes, I got it. I got it. Got, I have to break something to you. He goes, it's true. You are all going to die. We just don't know when. And, uh, it's, you get that paradigm shift when you go through this with someone that you care about because, uh, whether they make it or not, you know, and a lot of times you go through this paradigm if someone's sick and then gets healthy because you're so scared. You're in that situation. Like, oh my God, you realize life is not about the small bullshit. It just fucking isn't, man. Someone cuts you off. It's like, you know, I'm so, I'm so much more calm now after that whole situation. Like someone fucks with me. Mm And you know, I, I I get I get angry for a split second. And I go whatever, yeah. like like why? Who cares? Yeah. It's not worth it. It's such a stupid, small, trivial thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's there's big things in life that we should focus on, not these stupid little things. And um, I think that you know situations like this tend to put those types of things in perspective. But um, I will say this, you know, to Zach. I mean, um, you, you know, message us if you need to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. Lean on the people around you. People who care about you want to help. And don't feel like you're being a burden, you know, by, by calling your buddy and say, hey, I just need to talk or, you know, uh, can you make dinner for us tomorrow? People in this situation and, and it, they want to help yeah. so bad. They just don't know what don't to know do. They don't know how a lot of times. Exactly. Yeah, so if you can somehow figure that out. Yeah. Like you said, like meals or just ways of making things more convenient. Lean on people. Yeah. Call people. Tell them, hey, people would you mind? help, you know? Yeah. Would you mind uh, uh, picking this person up and bring them? Would you mind bringing some food? Or, hey, listen, the house is a little dirty. If you if you really want to help, would you mind coming over and just kind of cleaning? People will be so happy to know that they can help in some way. Because a lot of times when you're in that situation, you're like, uh, you're like what do I do? Like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, th- don't be afraid to lean on people that, that are around you and that care about you. Um, and you like it, you know, don't, don't be afraid to, to message us and let us know. I know we don't know you, you personally or your family personally, but, um, Mind pump loves you. Yeah. Yeah, man. Big time. Anything we can do, man, you know, let us know. But, uh, you know, Godspeed, my friend. Good luck with everything. Hope everything turns out okay.